You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of your show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's me, your boy, B. And GVR is in the house. And we are the NFC East Feasts. And we are back with our second team preview edition. And today we are doing the G-Man. That's right. New York football Giants team preview. I'm very excited to be here, partner. I am as well, man. You know the Giants. Good ball club, overlooked club, you know, uh, great defense. Daniel Jones, big question mark there. A lot of stories with the Giants, you know. You can't really question the defense by any means. No. uh, But there are a good amount of questions, I would say, on the offense. But with the new signing of Kenny Galladay, that might change. How do you feel about the signing? Do you think he was underpaid? Was he paid just right? Was he overpaid? I'm a big Kenny guy. I'm just wanted your take on it. I know the past few years, um, it was common to see Kenny Galladay on your fantasy team. R- rightfully so. He he was uh, he was injured on an all last year, but when he's on the field, uh-huh. very productive, a true number one receiver in the NFL. I would say so. I think it's a good contract for him, and it's what the Giants desperately needed—a true number one wide receiver. And that dude, the wide receiving core is stacked. I felt like they were. Mm-hmm. Pretty solid last year. They they um, Golden Tate is no longer there, but of course he was there last year along with Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard. And I think you actually said it one of the first weeks of the season. You're like they got a bunch of like B minus guys, which is true. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you can get away with a bunch of B minus guys, and when you have a true alpha A receiver like they now have in Kenny Galladay, so. Uh, with Kenny Galladay, uh, Darius Slayton can I can now slide over to be a number two receiver, which I think he's more um, tagged to be in this league. Uh, you could put Sterling Shepard in the slot, and we cannot forget in the first round they took Kadarius Tony out of the University of Florida. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty, I would say, above average, uh, not very good, but uh, I give it a B plus now. I give it a B plus. B plus. Yeah, you know, I, 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 think, I think that that's, I think that's fair. Yeah, Kadarius Tony. I did like him out of Florida. Uh, Joe Bob comes on the episode a little bit later. He he was nice enough to to send a message on his take. A big Giants fan, and he's super high on Kadarius Tony, and just generally super high on any University of Florida players. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. um, if you, if but you go from if you go from Gainesville <laughs> to the Meadowlands, you are Joe Bob's number one guy. I mean, other, other than other than Tim Tebow, I mean, that's that that you are you are in the 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 good graces of of Mr. Joseph Jonathan William Bob. That's for damn sure. Oh, for sure. But I I, I have watched tape on Kadarius Tony. He's one of the more exciting, or I don't know, his YouTube tape I saw. Uh, before the draft, I liked the guy a lot. He explodes off the tape. Uh, really fast guy, you know, 
great. He can run the route tree, can beat him over the top. You know, he great receiver, a great pickup, and to to be complimented with Kenny Galladay. Um, you know, that's that's a great tandem. You know, I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. But at the end of the day, Daniel Jones needs time, and I don't know how much time he's going to have with that beat up offensive line. Uh, as you know, Nate Solder was a uh, 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 afraid of enough. coronavirus. Let's afraid. just pull him out for how it is. Nate, glad you're back. I'm sure you're vaccinated, still wearing two masks to practice, but I'm glad that you're back in the building nonetheless. <laughs> um, but yeah, so offensive line, uh, there's definitely some question marks there. I was surprised that they didn't look O-line first round in the draft, but you know, they wanted another skilled player and and they got one with Kadarius Tony. Yes, no, I, I'm with you. Uh, maybe because last year, they, they, I think with the number four overall pick, they took Andrew Thomas, the tackle out of Georgia. And I don't want to call him a bust yet because he just struggled. I mean, a, a lot of times that's a, that's a tough transition to go um, from the SEC to the NFC East. You're going up against, obviously, studs like Chase Young, uh, my boy Demarcus Lawrence, and on the Eagles, you know, a Brandon Graham or a Fletcher Cox. So it's certainly not easy sledding. Um, so he could still develop, but maybe... Um, they just figured uh, they would they would let this offensive line develop a little more and just just get a weapon for Daniel Jones because I mean let's let's face it man when you look at this offense on paper it's pretty damn good so long as Saquon Barkley returns from the injury and looks like his old self it's it's on Daniel Jones and I think we will all know by Thanksgiving whether Daniel Jones is going to get that big contract or they're going to let him walk kind of like the Bears did Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, no, I, it should be interesting. I don't know how well they'll be able to manage the clock if Saquon, Saquon were to go down again. I saw that they lack a lot of depth in the running back uh, area with the only backup being a relevant backup being Corey Clement. Yeah, uh, Corey Clement. Yeah, yeah, from uh, the from, Eagles. So. From Philly, yes, sir. He took the words right yeah. out of my mouth. Played for Philly. I mean, a decent little gadget back. But yeah, if Saquon goes down again, last year, um, you know, I was a big fan of Wayne Gallman. He kind of toted the rock there for a solid four to six weeks and was pretty productive. They lost him in free agency. Um, they have Ryquel Armstead, who, for what it's worth, was the backup in Jacksonville last year. But yeah, and they drafted a running back in the later rounds, uh, Gary Brightwell. Your guess is as good as mine on who he is. I know he did play <laughs> for the University of Arizona. But I think um, Daniel Jones' success and the success of this entire organization might rely on the repaired ACL of Saquon Barkley. Yeah, no, I would have to agree with you. And, and you know, that front is not the best and Evan Ingram, I'm sorry, Evan Ingram, the tight end and Kyle Rudolph more so pass catching tight ends. I don't know if they do have a offensive, you know, uh, you know, an extra offensive tackle, what have you, uh, as a tight end. I don't think they have really a blocking tight end in the scene. I mean, I think Kyle Rudolph can can block a little bit, but I would definitely yeah. definitely, definitely more than Evan Ingram is pretty much a wide receiver who puts his hands yeah. in the dirt. I mean, for, yeah, we we, for we can sure. all agree on that. Yeah. What what I thought was interesting is when we were looking at their starters earlier, they do not have Nate Solder um, listed as uh, one of their starters, and hopefully it's because he's just you know a pussy. Uh, but yeah. but more often yeah. they're probably going to make him earn his spot back. They have Andrew Thomas at left tackle, Will Hernandez at guard, Nick mm-hmm. Gates at center. Zach Fulton, who I think was my middle school liberal arts <laughs> teacher at right guard, and Matt Pearl at right tackle. So it's like, I don't understand why you wouldn't slide Nate over to at least right tackle if you're going to start Thomas at left tackle. But who knows? Maybe they're just going to make him earn his spot back. And I would imagine that by the time uh, week one rolls out, Nate Soldier will be um, in, that, in that starting lineup. But yeah, the offensive line's still very questionable. I mean, yeah. as good as the skill players are, um, we mentioned um, that all the receivers they and and obviously the addition of Kyle Rudolph. That's a two-headed monster at tight end. 
They also signed Kelvin Benjamin, who was a fat wide receiver for the <laughs> Carolina Panthers. They are trying to transition him to be a tight end, which is uh, his body was probably more suited to be at this point. Yeah, which is a great blocking tight end, Kelvin Benjamin, bro. <laughs> Maybe yeah, they'll just let sure. him keep eating cheeseburgers like the Packers <laughs> did to uh, Eddie Lacy and just put his ass on the line eventually. Bro, Eddie Lacy, dude, that was one of the funniest stories, man. When Cheeseburger it was so public, He was literally – it was okay to public fat shame Eddie Lacy. Yeah. <laughs> it was totally okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, you couldn't do that these days. You'd get canceled. But, <laughs> but back in the day, you could make fun of a fat running back for Green Bay. <laughs> and they also another another weapon they have that I wanted to go over. Um, he was kind of a bust because he got drafted in the first round. But John Ross, speedster yeah. wide receiver, um, set the uh-huh. combine record like a four two three forty absolute burner. So I mean, the, he'll probably be their fifth wide receiver. But who knows? He had his moments in Cincinnati. But the point being, though, the weapons are all over the field. So there's no yeah. excuse. As I said before, this is all on Daniel Jones. You've um. Got Saquon Barkley. I, I'm assuming the kid's going to be healthy. If there's one thing that we know about Saquon, if there's if there's anything that's better than his talent, it's his character and work ethic. The kid, I'm sure he's going to come back in tip-top shape. I know he's going to be a first-round pick again in fantasy football right off the bat. So if he's playing well, if this offensive line can just, let's say, be average, the wide receivers we know are going to do their thing. Daniel, I mean, I think it's on you. You you fumbled, I believe, 11 times last year through um, double-digit interceptions. He's done that every year of his career. Yeah. So he's, he's got to protect the football. And if he does, I feel top to bottom, this is the best roster in the NFC East. And you got to remember, a lot of those picks that, you know, Daniel Jones threw were – uh, you know, pressure in the pocket. Also, mm-hmm. the receivers dropped a lot of balls last year, I will say. Correct. So I think that a few of those picks were tipped. Um, but I, I, it'd be hard to say if Daniel Jones does not step up this year and have a good year, Tim to get signed back with the Giants. You know, it's it's really tough to, to see that's happening. What do you Unless think? Unless they gave him a cheap deal. Like unless they gave him like a, yeah. like a three year kind of cheaper contract. And I think that was pretty much means that they're going to tap out and say they're out of options, but who, who knows? Um, they might just, just, you know, throw him to the wayside and go back to the drawing board. And, uh, you know, one of these quarterbacks, like a, like a Sam Howell who's coming out of North Carolina or, um, a Spencer Rattler is coming out of Oklahoma. There's another kid from Cincinnati. It's like every year we get three to five kids out of college who are pretty damn good. And who knows the giants might be drafting a quarterback again in the first round next year. Yeah. Let's, no. let's, uh, let's switch it over. How about to the defensive side of the ball? Cause I don't think there's nearly as many question marks there. The giants last year, um, not the best defense in the division. Of course, that belongs to you um, and the defending champs um, in the nation's capital. But they were pretty damn good, dude. Giants defense is going to be even better, I believe, this year. They signed a uh, big money cornerback. A Dory Jackson came over from the Titans. His three-year contract pretty much mirrored William Jackson's contract, who you guys signed from the Bengals. So I'll be really interested kind of the whole year to see who plays better out of the Jackson mm-hmm. boys, a Dory or William. Uh, they, they're, it's, it's weird when you look at their roster on paper, I believe they're going to run a three, three, five and, um, Mm -hmm. their five defensive backs will be James Bradbury, who I know you and I were really high on last year. Um, my favorite stat on him, he led the national football league and forced incompletions. So Bradbury is, is a certified number one corner in this league now as, um, Adoree Jackson will be the number two corner. 
And they're going to run three safeties. Uh, Jabril Peppers, who is kind of like a hybrid linebacker. He's a heavy hitter. Um, He made a Pro Bowl last year uh, alongside Logan Ryan, who is a former uh, Patriot and Titan. Um, He's a veteran, has has, uh, made a Pro Bowl in this league before. And their second-round pick last year out of Alabama, who showed some promise, uh, Xavier McKinney. So a really strong group of defensive backs, which they're going to need, not so much when they face Philadelphia, but when they face my Dallas Cowboys, we have some elite weapons. And now you guys have, obviously, Curtis Samuel, Scary Terry, and a pretty fast group of wide receivers. So they're going to need those defensive backs to step up. But they're not going to have all that much pressure on them because let's start with the defensive line, George. I mean, those are box. Don't forget, though, those are box safeties, man. They they play up, and they can play against the run, too. So Correct. Uh, a lot of those defensive backs can tackle. They will hit you in the mouth. Um, so I, I think that they, as far as cover one, cover three, they can all play it. Uh, they do need to play more man, though. Um, third down efficiency was down a little bit uh, because they were getting picked apart in the zone. So that's why they made the moves. Uh, as far as you know, their their cover corners with Adoree mm-hmm. Jackson, I'm sure to to play the press and play man. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how their third down efficiency goes up uh, with the with the new guys they have there. For sure, um, I know I'm sure um, defensive coordinator Patrick Graham had that in mind when they were uh, putting this uh, defensive backs together. I was going to say though that because of the strength of the front seven, there's not going to be as much pressure on them as there normally would be. Uh, uh, Leonard Williams. Had a great year coming over from the Jets last year. Got a big money contract. He's still there. Dexter Lawrence, it's his third year out of Clemson. He's a monster. Uh, defensive what was his, Go ahead. Sorry, what was his contract, Leonard Williams? Do we have that? I believe it was three years, like $63 million. It's big money. He was originally franchised, and um, then they negotiated the, the contract. That's big money for him. Those, those, those fat boys, they get lazy when they get paid. Bro. <laughs> Pigs get um, fed, that, hogs get slaughtered. Dude, that's my hot take. I really think Leonard Williams not necessarily going to have a great year this year after he got fed. Um, that is my hot take. I know it's not a popular take, but I would like to see how much he hustles out there getting paid that much, big boy. No, I, do. I, I like that. I will have my eye on him because he was, I mean, pretty close to a bust uh, considering how high he was drafted to come out of USC when the Jets took him. And then he moved locker rooms, obviously stayed in the same building and uh, was uber productive last year for the G-Men. So, and you're talking like to I- somebody, you're talking to somebody that experienced Albert Hainsworth, bro. So maybe it's just bitter, oh. you know, for oh. me and I just see it coming for them. Yeah. Just watch out, G-Men. For sure. And um, they did lose... Uh, Tomlinson in, in free agency. He was a defensive tackle who made some plays last year for him, and he will be replaced uh, by defensive tackle. Let Danny me see Sheldon, here. Is, right? uh, Danny Sheldon was brought over. Yep. Very good call. And yep. they also have Austin Johnson. Danny Sheldon, um, you know, he kind of looks like uh, Maui from that Disney movie. Kind of yeah, um, a, a slight resemblance to Vita Vea on the Bucks. But he made some decent plays um, over the years for Detroit. So we'll see if um, if he'll if he'll continue to do that here in the NFC East. But I think he it's looks a like pretty every Samoan that plays defensive tackle in the NFL. That's what correct. Like. No, I'm pretty sure there, there's a family tree um, somewhere out there on the the uh, Waikiki Islands who just oh, they yeah. just produce defensive tackles. That's it. I mean, can you name? Like another Hawaiian, I guess we got Marcus Mariota, but yeah, dude, most Hawaiians in the NFL, they're putting their hand in their dirt and they're playing in the D line. I love it, dude. I love oh, it. It's the best. I love the Samoans. Shout out to all the Samoans, bro. You know what I'm saying? 
If anybody's out there listening, dude. Yeah, no, if we do if we if we had a Samoan listener, it would absolutely make my summer. So oh, please um, sure. you know, drop yeah. a comment, send us a DM. We would love to have you on. Oh yeah. Let's move to the linebacking core, which pretty damn good as well. Um, I know you and I both liked Kyle Fackrell. They lost him in free agency, but I mean he was not the strength of the linebacking core. I think you and I would both agree it would be Blake Martinez. Blake Martinez yes, absolute tackling machine. Mm-hmm. And in the second round, um, our NFL draft expert, Mr. C.T. Hamilton, I remember he meant he had mentioned this name, Aziz Ojulari. 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 Yeah. I could be butchering that, but he's out of Georgia, and I believe he's going to come in and start right away. They're expecting high things out of him. He's an athletic linebacker. So, I mean, that's a that's a pretty good linebacking core. They also have a familiar it's name. Easy. It's easy to play linebacker when you got Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, Danny Shelton, those kind of guys up front. Let's be real. They're running free. You know, they're taking up some of those offensive linemen. Uh, so they're able to run free sideline to sideline. So without that D line, man, I don't know how great Blake Martinez would really be. Let's be real. I mean, dude, he was pretty damn good in Green Bay as well. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been productive yeah. in Green Bay. It isn't exactly notorious for having you know an excellent defense. These past few years, they signed you know Preston and Zadarius Smith, which has helped. But when Blake was there, it's not like they they had you know elite pass rush. So I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Blake Martinez guy. He's always up there, um, over a hundred tackles, um, near the league lead. And they Green Bay is uh, Green Bay's home of all white linebackers. Actually, correct, correct. Every single one of them comes. AJ from Hawk, yeah. Clay Matthews, etc. Yes, all all. Yeah. <laughs> All cheese-eating, milk-drinking Wisconsin linebackers for sure. I was going to say that one other linebacker that I'd be remorse if we didn't name was a familiar face, and that is uh, Mr. Ryan Anderson from Alabama. Uh, Who did uh, he play? Who did he play for, George? I forget. Yeah, he played for the Washington football team, <laughs> formerly known as the Redskins. And you know what? Not a big fan of Ryan Anderson. I had high hopes for him. I was just telling B. Wells earlier, I'm the kind of guy that always falls in love with every third round pick of whoever we pick. <laughs> I always think it's the diamond in the rough, and he definitely was not that for us. He was slow. He was a little out of shape. Uh, you know, he's he's a tank, man, but he doesn't move very well sideline to sideline. You know, he's not gonna he's a he's a C plus B minus player, man. He's just, you know, not a not a I great signing by, by any means. I don't know sure how he got paid, but he didn't. I mean, he might have played twenty-five to thirty percent of the, the snaps, you know, as yeah, a linebacker. I'm sure. So I I'm mean, sure he'll be a rotational guy as well for for the GN. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. with with bodies like that coming off the sideline fresh, I mean, that's that's pretty frightening. I think this for defense sure. will yeah. will certainly rank in in the top ten. I don't think they'll have a problem doing that. Going through the rest of their roster, I don't. Um, they all they have another linebacker out of Georgia to be a second year Tay Crowder to to add some depth to the, to the linebacker room as well. So I I just I see nothing but talent here when I look across the board. There's some certainly some questions on the offensive side as we said with um you know Danny Dimes turnover problems Saquon's repaired ACL and the right side of that offensive line. But when it comes to this G men defense, I do not see a lot of question marks, and I mean I think it's pretty safe to say that. They won't be the best in the division because I do respect the Washington football team, but I think they'll be right on your tail. And I'm um, certainly you know what? what up? I think, you know what? The most passionate G men Giants football fan out yes. there is my man, Joe Bob. And I think we should play his quick clip on his take of the New York football Giants. 
He's back, guys. He was locked in the basement last year. We were a bit concerned. <laughs> but this year, he has escaped the basement, and he came at us. Um, Joe Bob, we love you, man. We appreciate you listening, first and foremost, and contributing to the show. Nothing but love for you, buddy. And here's Joe Bob's take on how he feels his New York Giants will do in this upcoming NFL season. Hello, NFC's fans. This is Joe Bob coming from New York. Shout out to B and George for having me on their podcast. I'm here to share my 2021 predictions of the New York Giants. Giants finishing 6-10 and 10 last season. Not too bad for a team that started off 0-5. Not to, not to mention Barkley getting injured early in the season. So I must say, they improved significantly throughout the season last year. Uh, this year, I'm hoping that defense comes back. Because that defense is probably the best defense I've seen since Ben McAdoo tried to ruin this team. Um, <laughs> so I have very, very high expectations for that defense. Uh, okay. Patrick Graham has done more than expected in my book. Uh, the offense is what it has to improve. I think Daniel Jones needs to stop dropping the damn football. <laughs> 11 fumbles. Mm, not good. Eleven. Um, I'm hoping Barkley has a great comeback season. That injury we all know is not the best to come back from, so just pray to God he just comes back stronger and quicker than ever. And uh, with that new amazing wide receiver from the best college oh, in the boy. country, the University of Florida Gators, <laughs> Kadarius Tony, I believe is going to be a star for the New York Giants, if not a multi-many-time pro bowler. Multi-many-time. Fresh, hot takes being served up by Joe Bob, multiple-time Pro Bowler. And, and I'm, who's to say he won't be? But obviously, Joe Bob is very high on his first-round pick. Who's also not to say he's John Ross? So that's another Heard thing. that. Onward. The NFL. So my predictions, New York Giants, 9-7 record. Not Good enough to win the division. Hopefully, and I really do mean this, I hope the NFC East is a stronger and better division than what we witnessed last season because that was kind of an embarrassment. Uh, shout out to B and George again. Love you guys. Miss you guys. Let's go Giants. So. Shout out to you, Joe Bob. You know we love and miss you as well, but I couldn't let that slide without calling you out, buddy. We got an 18-game season this year, bud, so you can't be 9-7. and seven. So I'll, let's just say this. Knowing Joe Bob's optimism, let's change that to a 10-7 and seven prediction from Joe. Okay. okay. And he didn't give us um, what, whether he thought that would win the division, but I'll step on an alleged and say if the Giants go 10-7, and seven, that that's probably going to win the East. I feel, you know, I've said it. I think Washington, Cowboys, and the Giants are all going to be in that 8-10 to 10 win window. So let's, uh, what do you think? What do you think? We dive into their schedule a little bit, and then you and I can give our predictions of how we think they're going to turn out? Yeah, let's do it, man. Sounds good. All right, all right. Well, week one, they are uh, will be at home in MetLife Stadium, and they're facing the Denver Broncos. So whoever's playing quarterback for Denver, whether it be Drew Luck, Teddy Bridgewater, or maybe Aaron Rodgers, um, good luck against the Giants' defense. They're going to be hungry. Yep. Week two, they travel to the nation's capital to face you guys, Mr. Van Riper, and the Washington football team. We're looking forward to that one. That will be a Thursday night football game. So I know that oh, you and I, maybe, maybe we could do one of our like uh, football companions for that. So I'll be looking be forward fun. to that. That'd be nice. Yeah. 
Week three, they come back home to play the Atlanta Falcons, who are obviously now without Julio Jones, but they will still be a strong offense with Calvin Ridley and, of course, uh, first-round pick, who I'm sure Joe Bob loves because he played for the Gators. Um, that is tight end Kyle Pitts. Week four, they travel to New Orleans to play the Saints. Who will be with who will it be? Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill at quarterback? Regardless, I think good luck against this Giants defense. Week five, they travel to Jerry's world to face my boys, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. That is the 430 Fox game of the week. I'm sure that Troy and Joe will be calling that. And I'm sure that Troy Aikman will be a little drunk if you know what I'm saying. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> Week six, they come back home to face the Los Angeles Rams, who now have Matthew Stafford at quarterback. And um, they also have Deshaun Jackson at wide receiver. You know, I had to mention that. Oh, God. (laughs) Week seven, they will be home to host the Carolina Panthers and um, their new quarterback, Sam Darnold. Week eight, let's just give them a loss. They are traveling to Arrowhead to face (laughs) Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. (laughs) Week 9, they are back home to host the Las Vegas Raiders. Week 10, they get a bye week. I like where that bye week is placed, right there in the middle of November, right before Thanksgiving. I like that. Mm, I like this game. Week 11, they travel to Tampa, my home, to face Tampa Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. So they will be uh, sold out. out. Absolutely. Already, dude. I, I tried to get look at tickets for the Cowboys Bucks opening Thursday night game. George nosebleeds, three hundred section, four hundred dollars. Wow. Holy unbelievable, shit. dude! But uh-huh. I mean, they're the Super Bowl champs. Respect that. This will be um the Giants Bucks game on November twenty second. Will be Monday night football, so that'll be uh, uh-huh. fun to watch in prime time. Uh-huh. The following week, they will be home to host their first of two meetings with the Dirty Birds, the Philadelphia Eagles. So we'll see how uh, young Jalen Hurts fares up against this um, ferocious Giants defense. Week 13, they head south to face the Dolphins in Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Very intrigued to see how Tua um, responds this year. I heard he had uh, five interceptions in training camp the other day. So I'm sensing there could be some bust potential there, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Week 14, they will face another year two quarterback, another one, uh, one I'm a little bit higher on. That's Justin Herbert as they um, go to Los uh, Angeles to face mm-hmm. the Chargers. Week 15, they are home to host my Dallas Cowboys in the second of those two meetings. Week 16, um, they stay in division and travel to Lincoln Financial Field to face the Eagles. Week 17, they travel to the Shy. And we'll face Dub Bears. Very interested to see who will be the quarterback there at that point. I will assume um, Justin Fields will have overtaken the Red Rocket Andy Dalton, but you never know. And week 18, the final game of the season, I think this game will decide. I'm predicting the winner of this game gets a wild card. The loser goes home. It will be the Washington football team traveling to New Jersey to face the Giants. I am excited. George, let me get your predictions. How are you feeling after reading that schedule? And especially, I want to know how you feel about that Week 18 matchup with Washington and the Giants. Yeah, thank you for breaking that down, B. You know, the strength of schedule, definitely up there. You know, a lot of good teams mm-hmm. out there. A lot of good players. Obviously, the NFC East feast. You know, we focus on the NFC East and, and we know that division is, is going to be better this year. We both think that. I think we agreed on that. Absolutely. Um, so 
you know, 10 and seven, uh, if I wouldn't argue with that at all, I, I do think that it all relies on Daniel Jones. At the end of sure. the day, they have the pieces. It's just can Jan- Daniel, Daniel Jones, you know, hold on to the ball, stop dropping it, like Joe Bob said, 11 fumbles. And, uh, you know, if he does, if he plays well, 10 and seven, I could see it. In my personal opinion, you know, I could see a nine and eight season. Nine and eight? Yeah, I could I, see nine I, and eight. I like that. I will. I think I'm going to piggyback on you and say okay. nine and eight as well. Okay. But I but I think eight and nine is also at a potential. I don't. I think their floor is eight wins. Um, obviously, if there's a catastrophic injury, like like Saquon, yeah, injuries really. I mean, let's be real. Injuries can take two games away from you real fast. So. For sure. And as as much as you know, there's a lot of question marks around Daniel Jones. If he does get hurt, I believe their backup quarterback is uh, Mike Glennon, Glennon right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, correct. So yeah, so so if Danny if Daniel goes down, it's they're, they're going to be in a world of trouble. It doesn't matter how bad he plays. They definitely want him under center for all 17 games this year. So I will say that the Giants. Like I said, I think that 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 final week when they play the Redskins, or should I say Washington football team, the loser of that game is going to go home. You already know I'm going to predict my Cowboys are going to you know wrap up the division and, course, and be looking to, to host that course, game. Bro. Pure that ignorance. Playoff game. Yeah, love it, dude. Love Pure it. Pure ignorance. There, we were way too nice to each other this podcast. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. We couldn't leave without a little jab. <laughs> um. Well, so I think we went over pretty much. We didn't mention my boy. The Clapper Garrett, baby. Garrett. I thought yeah. that, I thought that Garrett might get a head coaching opportunity. I thought he was uh, performing pretty wants well, to, bro. I don't think you don't think so. Oh, I thought I thought he'd be a good fit for the Chargers job. They, they went with Brandon Staley, the Rams D coordinator. I th- I think did he, he interview. Do you know? I think he. I believe he did interview for he the Los interview. Angeles job. Okay, got it. Okay. I think I think Garrett will be a head coach again in this league. I mean, it's the the situation he took over in Dallas, dude. You know, you know as much as I love my Cowboys, dude. When you when you're a head coach for Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy is experiencing right now. The only one who's ever really done it successfully was uh, you know Jimmy Johnson, who's Jimmy one Johnson. of the greatest coaches yeah. of all time. Won a national championship at the U, and of course. Two Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys. So shout out to Jimmy. I know he's probably out in Key West fishing right now. And oh, shout yeah. out to you, man. Always shirtless, bro. Always shirtless out there. I mean, he's got a good tan. Yeah. No, I've seen him on Fox, dude. Always shirtless, bro. Get yeah, my pants obviously. tight. Anyways. He's the man. He's the man. Well, this but was, yeah, this man. Was, I'm excited, dude. I'm, I'm super excited about this year. You know, I think, I don't know if we want to do the boys or if we want to do the skins. Uh, you know, I want to do, like I said, I think. Because you guys are the defending champs, we should do you last. I think that's okay. the honor. So Respect. I think um, mm-hmm. in July we'll let the we'll let the uh, the Fourth of July holiday pass here. We'll you know get get our beers and sunshine in, and then uh, here about another three weeks we'll reconvene and do the Dallas Cowboys team preview. So I'll be very excited for that. Hope y'all enjoy this. Hope you guys learned a little something about the New York Giants. George, I'm going to say that my going away message is is very similar to the Eagles one. When you put this roster on paper, it is pretty damn good. And I think this team is going to be improved from last year. Yeah, 100%, man. I see the Giants improving. And I just wanted to give a shout out for anyone that lasted this long. We definitely owe you a drink. Um, But we really appreciate it, you know. Lasting this long talking about the Giants, dude. <laughs> the Giants, bro. No, you know Joe no. Bob's excited. <laughs> and we appreciate no. you again, Joe. Thank you for being on the pod. And if anybody, uh, if we got any Cowboys fans out there, um, you know, i.e. the Kentodiakis boys, um, you know, please, we'd love to have a guest to come on for the Cowboys team preview. And uh, same goes for the Washington football team when we do them in August. And then, dude, 
September. We're back. Weekly episodes. So yes, sir, I cannot bro. wait, man. I'm, I'm, already, I'm, I'm giddy. Yeah, man. I think we're going to start doing a year to see me and Brian's pretty little faces up here shortly. We might cut some clips and do some video uh, for Ooh, some of our podcasts. Breaking so. news. Yeah, I mean, I might as well give him a quick sneak peek, bro. Oh, yeah. But yeah, again, dude, thank you for all the loves. Me and Brian made a total of $5 so far on this podcast. Ooh, so we're boy. definitely, you know, we're getting signed up for our LLC, bro. You know, it's getting wild out here for real. So we appreciate you guys. But thank you, know, you so much, everybody, us. for tuning in. Gang, gang, NFC East. Feast.